What's happening, everybody? Welcome to the show. We are your hosts, Chase and Miles, and we are at the Lucky Duck. Thank you for joining us, everybody. Thanks for listening, and thanks for watching on YouTube. Thanks for uh, joining us for some great conversation uh, and some even better cocktails. Miles, who do we have on today? Guys, it's been so long since we've had a guest that I'm pretty sure I forgot how to do intros, but I'm going to give it a shot. He's going to give it a shot. Ever seen the hit show Cops? Well, today's guest practically invented the show. In fact, I'm pretty sure he actually told me that once. I didn't claim that, but I'm just saying. Anyway, we've known him for a pretty long time at this point. We knew him back in our college days. He's actually Chase's father-in-law, which... I think makes him my father-in-law too, but I'm still Googling that to see if that's how that works. Not sure. But anyway, he spent a long time in law enforcement in Florida, and he's recently decided to look in other places and move out to the place he's enjoyed for visiting for a long time, Colorado. Give it up for Tolo. Welcome, What's Tolo. What's going on? Thank you, guys. Appreciate hey. that. Yeah. Nice intro. I yeah. like that. Oh, thanks. Miles has the best intros. Yeah. And I, I actually do consider you my son-in-law, too. So oh, let's thanks. Just get <laughs> <laughs> That's nice way too you. chummy to yeah. start the episode, yeah, guys. Right? Calm down. <laughs> right, let's say uh, something mean. <laughs> let's give it... Yeah, yeah. Now, now follow up with something demeaning. Um, <laughs> cheers, guys. Cheers. Boom. Cheers. Clanky, thanks for clanky. having me. Yeah. Mmm. Sippy, sippy. Yum. So, Miles, what are we drinking today? Uh, Gimlet's. Yes, sir. Which is gin with lime. Yes. Actually, we have a, it's a, it's a slight, um, slight alteration to the Gimlet. It's actually called a French Gimlet. And what that means, uh, your traditional Gimlet gimlet is uh, with gin, um, simple syrup and lime. It's, Basically, a margarita with mm-hmm. uh, gin. Uh, and this alteration, you sub the simple syrup for uh, Saint Germain, which is a Frenchy type uh, herbal. Yeah. I think. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, liqueur. And um, so it gives it a. Uh, that kind of um, well, it goes herbal very taste. Smooth, it so. does, yes. <laughs> Garnish with the lime. It's good. It's a good one. Yeah, check it out. We'll have it posted on Instagram. So if you guys want to pause, take a take a moment, make your own, come back. We'll be here waiting. It's about to get good. It's about to get sloppy. <laughs> um, thanks, Tola. Welcome, no, thank welcome. You. Appreciate it. Uh, good stuff. I've, we've always wanted to have you on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, you've visited us many times, and I didn't realize this time you had never even seen the the you know the bar or the you know the basement yeah. of which i built it in uh so it was really cool to have uh you come and visit and be able to see and experience this with us so thank you no thank you and and when i first came here it was all like i said i remember plywood and insulation that's yeah. all i saw you know and you know, to come in to see the finished product, I feel like I'm on one of these HGTV shows. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. welcome to the new home, and yeah. bam, here it is. And it was just blew me away. So 
You know. Well, I'm glad I could hide the bodies in the walls before you showed up. <laughs> so it's, 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 it's covering the smell. Whatever you're doing, so we're good. it's just yes. a facade. You could push this wall right yeah. here, and everything yeah. will fall. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the key is asbestos. Yeah. It, it oh, yeah. really soaks in the dead yep. body smell. Yep. Um, huh. Yeah, Google it. Don't Google it. Um, <laughs> so. Uh, so you're looking, you're moving out here inevitably at yes. this point. Yeah. Uh, so you're looking at homes. You're you're interviewing with different uh, law enforcement departments. Mm-hmm. Uh, how's that gone so far? You know what? It's going really well. I'm actually getting to uh, be introduced to a new, a different type of law enforcement. I guess you could say because for thirty something years I've been doing Florida law enforcement. Now yeah. I'm here. I'm in another state, um, dealing with different weather, uh, dealing with different laws and the different cultures and Get into uh, last two days. Get into meet some of the officers out here and, and what they how they work. It's actually been very uh, very interesting. Yeah. Um, and knowing what I know already and being able to come out here, I'm hoping to make some type of an impact over here and uh, you know wh- whatever community that I might end up working for. And I look forward to it. I think it's gonna be it's gonna be a challenge, but it's also an adventure at the same time. So yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's been fun. That's it's, cool. Yeah. I like that. And um, what is what is the biggest difference you've noticed? So, I mean, you you've just been scratching the surface and talking to some folks that already are established here. But right off the bat, what is like the biggest difference you've noticed? <laughs> right off the bat, then well, some people might not like me for saying this, but it's the pay. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, they pay a lot better here than they do in Florida. <laughs> that's for sure. So. Yeah, I, I I could have guessed that. Um, yeah, <laughs> but Denver yeah. is definitely a higher cost of living. So there's and then the state income tax. So they've got to like supplement it somehow. Yeah. But I'm sure even with those factors, and they probably pay even a little bit higher. Yeah, once yeah. all things considered. Yeah, but um, other than that, I mean, there's you know every every law enforcement agency is different um, uh, when it comes down to resources and technology and. You know, again, that's something I'm getting more exposure to, and especially in the last two days of actually seeing what these other departments, uh, you know, what their entities are and and the, the te- their technology, and, and it's it's a lot different than what we have in Florida, that's for sure. So, um, nice. again, it's just something something new to it opens my eyes a little bit and and whatever. So, it's, yeah. uh, I would imagine. I don't know what how. Uh, Southwest Florida has really changed since we've been there, so this could be a problem there too, but. Colorado and a lot of the states in the West, like uh, California, mm-hmm. have a massive homeless problem. Yeah. Like huge. So I would imagine that's going to be a new thing for you to experience. Well, it's funny you say that. I actually got asked today when I was at one of the police departments how um, how 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 we deal with it in Florida, you mm-hmm. know, and, and how is the homeless problem in Florida. Unfortunately, homelessness is, is everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, every city, every town, county, whatever it is, Try their best to try and help, help, help that that those homeless, uh, you know, get through in life and and whatnot. And uh, so it's like I, I was able to compare some of the comparisons of what they have going on here in Boulder or in Broomfield or wherever else it was, um, as what we do in in Florida. So you know, uh, you know, we do co- sometimes we do coffee in the morning. And again, we got to remember Florida's also have a big migrant um, community as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I remember that there's, you know, sometimes in the mornings there was, you know, some of our, our community-orientated police deputies would go out and do coffee in the morning and hand out blankets on cold mornings or cold evenings and stuff like that. And that they somewhat do the same thing here. So, 
but um, I have noticed that the we seem to in Florida it seems to be there seems to be some type of not control, but there seems to be they have a lid on the homeless problem there with mm-hmm. enough shelters and everything like that. But coming out here. You know, um, I can even say, uh, hopefully nobody from Seattle is listening here, but uh, <laughs> Seattle is probably uh, probably one of the worst uh, ex- examples of homelessness that I have seen uh, probably in my lifetime. And um, uh, I think that uh, hopefully that city can get uh, get on board and with some of these other cities that are, that are able to control that issue and um, and help those people, you know, and in, in what yeah. they need. So, but um, yeah, it's something that's that's going to have to be dealt with, and 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 all you can do is just try to try to help these people as much as possible, you know. And sometimes people, sometimes I've learned this in my years. Um, it's a lifestyle, and some people enjoy being there. I remember mm-hmm. we helped one guy once. Uh, we got him to a shelter one night, and a few days later, I found him back in the same spot. And he goes, "This is my home. This is where mm-hmm. I like." And he actually had a very nice setup in the woods, but. You know, mm. it's it can only last for so long, buddy. You know, yeah. So it's it's that's where you wanted to be, and you know, yeah. So yeah, in in many ways, it's it's weird because um, as a city becomes bigger and more populous and higher income, like Denver has over the years, you start to see you you would think that would you know equitably uh move everybody up right um but unfortunately what it does is it creates a bigger divide mm-hmm. um and so you know you see th- other things like denver having a labor like a lower labor problem like yeah. we you know lower income labor mm-hmm. pools have moved out because they couldn't afford to live in denver um you know the more populous it becomes the the less available resources for for those types of people become available you know you know I've, we've seen a couple of instances where people will actually move to Denver just because they've heard that it is a more friendly to homeless. But when they get here, they realize, oh, that was just a fucking lie. It's just like everywhere else. In fact, you can't get services. It's really hard to get services because so many other people are trying to get them. So it's like, yeah, get in line, guy. Um, So unfortunately, it's just a, just a, uh, consequence of right. I guess the the progression that Denver has had in a lot of these cities like when Amazon became what it is in Silicon Valley and uh-huh. in Seattle you know that became Seattle became a booming tech industry yeah. which you know higher cost of living higher incomes moving into the neighborhood so that the divide you started to see was very noticeable I mean yeah. I agree with you I, I went to Seattle uh, over the summer last year and, and it was uh it was shocking, you yeah. know. We went, Miles and I went to L.A. Mm-hmm. this past, you know, Memorial Day weekend, and we drove past, um, you know, we had to drive past Skid Row, yep. and it was just terribly it's like sad. a tent city, right? Sad, yeah, just it is. It is very so sad. sad. Yeah, um, and don't yeah. get us started on Portland. Yeah, yeah, Portland. that place is Jesus bad. Christ, <laughs> really bad. Um, call the National Guard. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's 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 definitely. I've noticed gotten a little bit better over the years and in, in the last mm. couple of years, at least in Denver. Uh, some would argue that a lot of a lot of natives would be like, "No, it's you know as worse as as it's ever been." Yeah. But um, you know, that's also in the in the winter months you see less of uh, a homeless, you know, intense yeah. and things just because the weather's just unbearable. It's yeah. like how are you gonna yeah, live I out? I don't in know this how weather? you can be homeless in this weather sometimes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially we had, I mean, everywhere. Yeah. Uh, a couple of weeks back, it was freezing cold throughout pretty much the whole U.S. Right. And here you had negative temp. You yeah. had you had ne- the wind chill temperatures were deadly. Yeah, and you couldn't be outside. You'd probably die if you were outside. 
for yeah. more than a half hour. Yeah. I walked outside and it hurt to breathe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was negative 18. I believe it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like... <laughs> yeah. yeah, go I back mean, in. granted, that was the yeah. coldest I'd ever experienced here yeah. like it doesn't ever really ever get down and in, in fact that was a historic uh like a 40 or 50 year historic oh, yeah. low yeah uh for for the state of colorado so it's very rare it's but. like it's like that meme you know with that dog looking out the window and it sees all the snow so yeah i'm pooping in the house today yeah yeah, yeah exactly huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah actually uh speaking of this problem um recently i've seen in the news because you're saying it's it's feeling like it's getting better and maybe it seems like it's getting better but we've actually had a lot of migrants show up lately Uh, a Mm -hmm. lot of places have have, right i've seen that on the news yeah yeah Yeah. but um sarah was actually working at she uh, volunteers i think once a month or once every couple weeks at an eye clinic downtown uh, for homeless people okay and they had uh this guy come in who was asking them for help. He say, I'm from Venezuela. I came on a bus. Um, I need help. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, of course, we'll help you. We'll, we'll find free somewhere for you to sleep tonight. And he said, actually, it's not just me. And there was a whole busload of, of migrants from mm-hmm. uh, from Venezuela really? with them. Yeah, and it's not the, it's actually made the news and there's been even more people coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah and I think, I think they're trying to reach out to other states uh, to uh, provide basic pathways for these migrants which i mean venezuela we did a whole podcast episode i think it was number three on venezuela i don't know if you know much about it but it is just terrible there what, what really? has happened you can't get so, food the monetary system is has collapsed so all the money all the paper money that that people had been using completely worthless you'll see garbage bags of money basically on the streets because it's no good, it's no good. Wow. Um, so uh, uh, Paula, um, uh, uh, one of our friends came on, and she, her family, she's from there. And she, her her family's, uh, she still has family back there. So they send mm. them money and food, mm-hmm. and it's it's just a terrible situation. So if I were them, I'd be wanting to get the fuck yeah. out. Yeah, no, I don't blame them. That's yeah. that's the thing is, um, <clears throat> they a lot of them will come here, and then it's it's not. They, they don't come here and have a good life. Mm-hmm. I mean, some people yeah. will, yeah. but probably the majority of people, they're going to struggle for a long time. They're going to struggle to get services, mm-hmm. especially with an influx of people. And a lot of people would say, why, why, why come here if you're just going to be homeless, right? Yeah. Is it really that much better? And somebody actually asked some of the people and they said, yes, people are, are like, it's, is it you and your kids die or you yep. live? That's mm-hmm. the difference. Yeah. yeah. Yep. No, so, I understand it. Providing, yeah. uh, hopefully, we can we can figure it out and have I hope so have yeah. like real viable means of actually getting you know somewhere to live and uh, just providing a pathway like right. here's step one yep here's step two here like you know here you go and yeah. you know instead yeah. of like figure it out and at the same <laughs> time also give them a pathway to citizenship yeah if that's what they want yeah mm-hmm. you know they, 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 I think I think our government can do a lot more. Um, when it comes yeah. to that, um, but um, they, they they need to help these communities, whether it be Denver or yeah. wherever else that they're uh, they, these migrants are being bused to, uh, you know, they need to help them as well. Yeah. You know, so it's 
And look, they, we they, need they're here, so yeah, let's, let's help them. And we know? need we need them. I mean, America was built on yep. people who are able to or and willing to do the jobs that uh, normal, not say normal, but like av- the average person doesn't want to do. Right. You know, and and it's like the construction jobs. It's the you know the lower the lower you know uh, salaried jobs. And, yeah. And through that, you can work your way up in the system. I yeah. mean, it's like the the American dream model, I guess, right. um, that seems to be slightly broken at the moment, but we can get there. Mm-hmm. We can get there. Um, so you're the second cop that we've had on. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, the first one was retired, uh, as my dad, uh, and we didn't really get into anything police law enforcement related. Just talking um, about being in a cult. That's yeah, it. That was it. I listened to that yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Very I think it was episode 13. It's one of our highest uh, listened to uh, oh, really? right. episodes. Yeah. So if you guys are listening and haven't uh, checked it out, episode 13, it's a hoot. Yeah. Um, Take it from me, too. <laughs> so how long have you been a, uh, a cop? It will be 30 years this May coming oh, up. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's uh, a long time. Yeah. yeah, it is a long time. So what is and that? Uh, what, what, what was the year you started? 1993. Wow. May of 1993. Wow. Yep. I was out of high school for about a year. I started did some college and... I was so passionate about getting into law enforcement. I kind of like, you know, I, I, I kind of put college aside, which is a huge regret. So anybody who is out there that does not have a degree, please mm-hmm. focus on that degree. Uh, take it from me. Um, well, you need a degree right yeah, now yes. to get become a police officer, right? Uh, a lot of places do require yeah. uh, degrees, and especially if you want a promotion within, mm-hmm. um, they require at least a four-year degree. Right. Uh, so... Um, so it's uh it's been a it, it, I would say it's actually for somebody who does not have a degree and I still do not and I'll, I'll be honest and tell everybody I I don't have a degree, it's uh it's almost a struggle if you want to get promoted, um mm-hmm. from from wherever you might uh, you know the highest level that you can achieve without a degree so definitely I recommend it and uh, you know we 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 talked about this I think the other day about um just how if you're in school stay in school. Get it done. Yeah. Get it out of the way. Stay in school, kids. <laughs> yeah, get it out of the way. <laughs> Life will be so much easier for you down the road. So, yeah. But um, yeah. So it's um, yeah. I definitely. What? So what? What? What drove? What drove this passion to become involved you, in law enforcement? So you know, I I I was born a uh, little, little history on me. So I was born and raised in London, England. Um, yeah, I spent 12 years of my life there as a child and, uh, with living on the uh, very outskirts of London and the very Southeastern, a small little town called Welland, um, very small town. Um, it was uh, a little, small little train ride it would take you right into the center of London. So we, we did that quite frequently, my mother and I, and, um, we, with that being said, I got to see a lot of law enforcement activity. Uh, it was back in the 80s, so we got to see, you know, there's a lot of issues with the IRA going on and terrorism going on and, and whatnot. So got to see a lot of law enforcement presence. And um, I kind of started looking up to the law enforcement, you know, Scotland Yard and hearing about them on the news and, you know, hearing about you know certain things going on uh, around London and around England. And um, it just started piquing my interest as a child. It was like, hey, you know, law enforcement, that, that sounds cool, you know? You know, seeing the uh, the English bobbies around and <laughs> seeing them standing guard in front of Buckingham Palace and stuff. It was it was really cool to see. So I kind of started getting that, that feel. It was like, you know, I, that, that would be something I could, you know, look at as I get older in life and maybe it might be a career that I might go to if, if it wasn't be, wouldn't be military or whatever. So 
Um, that's really where my, my passion for law enforcement started as a child in, in England. Wow. And I think to this day, if I still stayed, if I lived in England, I think I would have probably ended up being a cop in England as well. Right. So it's that's that's how much passion I have for it and, and whatnot. So wow. yeah, it's pretty interesting, huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So wow. I mean, like thirty years I, I was what I think I was I'm well, I mean, I'm a ninety two kid, so yeah. uh I was like one years old when you joined. That's uh, yeah. that's crazy to think about. I remember from, this from day my signing my paperwork and everything and I actually signed it with a with an uh, I was signing my it was a civilian position, uh within the jail I was signing it for. And then across next to the next to me across the table was another officer who was uh, um, signing on to be a patrol officer, and he just retired last month. Wow! So it was, yeah, it was really cool. Yeah. Wow! You're yeah. like he's like, hey, you're up yeah. next, yeah, buddy. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, I was like, oh, he's gone. I'm, damn, I might not be far behind. So, now, now, remind me, you're eligible as a police officer to retire in tw- is it twenty years? It's of service oh, or how many years you know what typically? uh i think it's 25 25 now. okay well i take that back i think after there was a new law signed in effect i think in 2011 anybody hired after 2011 i could mm-hmm. be wrong on this um it was 30 years now okay so but so i was grandfathered in you know obviously yeah um and uh so 25 years in uh, you're eligible to retire. It's pretty nice so, uh, what, when the rest of uh, us schmucks are retiring at like 65. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. So what does that mean, though? So to be eligible to retire means you're eligible for what? Benefits after you retire? or So what is it? so we you our retirement system in Florida allows us to have either like a pension plan or an investment plan. And I opted for the investment plan. So that pretty much at, that's it's almost a gamble to be honest with you it's a risky one it can be um but it works with the stock market and whatnot and um so but you have an opportunity to also gain a lot more money um by doing that uh, mm-hmm. other than the sticking to a pension plan where the pension plan you're actually safe and you know after 25 years you're going to get a certain amount every year or every mm-hmm. month whatever you choose mm-hmm. so it's um it gives you those those options um so uh but my benefit would be that i can retire from florida and um, I can take my retirement. And I can move over here to Colorado, and I can start another retirement over here. So it's so you can start withdrawing. So from I can that. I can withdraw from Florida, mm-hmm. and I can also come over here. Like I said, I'm not ready to fully retire. That's mm-hmm. no, <laughs> not there yet. The old badge, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. No, huh. what did Rocky say is got a little something in the basement. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> True. Uh, speaking of uh, movies, um, in your opinion, what what cop movie do you think best describes being a cop? Like in in, in, in its Ooh. actuality. Ooh. Well, I can. I'm. I'm actually gonna back it down a little bit. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna give you a TV show. Oh, even All better. Right? Southland. Southland. Yes. Okay. If you've ever watched it. Now, what's the premise of that show? Um, it shows you a, a rookie cop uh, starting. He's training with a, a veteran seasoned cop um, who really just doesn't give a give a damn. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Actually, you cuss already, so I can cuss, right? Yeah. 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 So, so he doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> to be honest with you, but at the same time, he does the job. Okay. And he shows his rookie how it is and everything like that. It lasted for several seasons. I thought it was a fantastic show. It actually showed um, pretty much it gave more of an insight into um, into more a, a realistic insight into law enforcement from a from a law enforcement perspective. Gotcha. Uh, it has uh, the guy who played. Um, oh, 
uh, Abraham, Abraham on Walking Dead. Michael Curtis. That's it. Yes. So this uh, this is probably on Peacock now because it's an probably, NBC. Yeah, it was on um, NBC. Yeah, I think it came with TNT picked it up. Yeah, five, so. five seasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Huh. Fantastic show. Okay. Um, but um, what about The Wire? Everybody talks about The Wire. You know what? I have not watched The Wire. You have no, no, I just not. Wow. Yeah. You watched The Sopranos, but I have not watched The Wire. Yes, yes. Top top two shows of all time, according to many lists. Yeah, like the Sopranos and The Wire, both HBO shows, super great. Yeah, um, yeah it's uh, that's more of like Baltimore area. Okay, yeah, they right. go into like uh, some of the drug and gang. It's like it's a it's a duality of perspectives. So they have like the the law enforcement perspective, yeah. and then they shift over to the gang perspective. Okay, so they show it from both perspectives. Yeah, so it's really neat in the way that it's it's shot. I got I, to this day, I still I keep telling myself I gotta watch it, but I just yeah. uh, you know have an opportunity. But it's great. It's a little okay. slow, but it yeah, picks it's up. not on TV. It's not they don't have new seasons right no 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 no, no, no. Yeah. this was uh i think 90s early 2000s yeah it's 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 been off air for a while yeah i remember it when it was still on people said it was like one of the best shows mm-hmm. of yeah. all time people will just like stand and die by that statement yeah yeah all right um but i can yeah. still give you a movie though but i mean it's hollywood so it's always <laughs> yeah you know, everything's you know always glorified I, yeah. but um i would say what uh, end of watch was probably yeah, a very good, mm. a good, very good movie. Ah, too. Jake Gyllenhaal, yeah, Michael Michael Pereira. Again, it's very Hollywood, and and you know, yeah. but it, it kind of gives you. I mean, so that was in L.A., right? Yeah, yeah, some scenes in there that just would not happen this day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at all. Yeah, you, you know, know, whether it's twenty years ago or today, it just mm-hmm. would not happen. But you know, again, um, but uh, another movie I'll give you is uh, is Heat as mm. well. It's classic from uh, 1997 or 1998 with Robert uh, Robert De Niro, mm-hmm. Al Pacino. Is that a uh, Michael Scorsese film? That's a... Martin uh, Scorsese, sorry. Michael Bay, I think it Michael was. Michael Bay, okay. Yes, yes. Ah, yeah. yes, yes. Again, yes. another Hollywood movie. So, Interesting. But um, it's, it, has, it focuses more on the bank robberies uh, mm. aspects of, and whatever, but uh, mm. I thought that was a, f- a phenomenal movie because it shows you both perspectives. You know, so. uh, there's, there's always the line, and it's mostly in comedy... I think, but <laughs> it's like um, when they're trying to buy drugs from somebody and yeah. they think they're an over- undercover cop and they go, are you a cop? Yeah. You got to tell me if you're yeah. a cop. <laughs> Is that a real thing? Do, do undercover cops have to have to answer the question? No, they do not. No, I can tell you right now. They do not have to answer that. <laughs> Damn. No, <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. Um, yeah. Have you ever worked uh, undercover? I have not done. I've been asked to do it, and yeah. I actually backed out of it because I said I would start laughing in the middle of it. So yeah. it would definitely be a, an officer safety issue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just blow your cover but, uh, immediately. I, yeah. So, so uh, no, I uh, I have assisted on undercover operations, but uh, no, I it's just something I I, I just don't see myself doing. <laughs> yeah. Miles, do you think you'd be a good undercover cop? No, no, no. I definitely crack. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they'd, yeah, they'd just tell I'd stutter, and they'd be like, okay, this guy's a narc. Yeah. <laughs> Kill him. Yep. Uh, um, <laughs> that's that's hilarious. Uh, do uh, um, so so you worked you worked for thirty years in law enforcement. Yeah. What is what's what's the biggest difference from when you first started to now? Uh, I think now. The public want more insight mm-hmm. as opposed to 20, 30 years ago. You were just, you were a cop and you were there. And when you showed up, 
Yeah. You know, it was like, oh, the cops are here, you know, yeah. you know, whatever. Now the public want more information. Mm -hmm. They want to be part of the investigation. They want, you know, that's where the cell phone cameras start getting whipped out and everything like that. They want to yeah. be part of what is going on. And uh, that's the huge, biggest difference. And that's actually one of the biggest changes uh, that from a, from a seasoned guy like myself to a newer guy, newer guys, they come in and they, they already know how to handle it. But yeah. seasoned guys like myself is like, you have to accept that and adapt to that. And that seems to be the hardest thing that I've noticed that older and, and more seasoned veteran officers have to deal with and have to understand more. It's mm -hmm. actually harder for us to adapt to that than mm -hmm. what it is for a new guy to come in. So yeah, that, that makes sense. I yeah. think if, I mean, I, I don't know because I, ha I haven't been a cop for 30 years, but <laughs> I would imagine that for the first 25 years, you kind of slowly adapted to changes, and then in the last yep. five years, it's been pretty dramatic. It's like dramatic it skyrocketed, change. yeah, dramatic, like you said, yeah, absolutely. How, how long? How long ago did were you guys required to start wearing body cams? We just started. Uh, my agency started one year ago. One year ago, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Interesting. Yep. Um, uh, and but that was already in the works pre before everything happened in 2020. Mm -hmm. So, um, but uh, it was just a matter of time that we were going to get them. Uh, one of the agencies I worked I went to today um, actually has, has already had body cameras for I think they said five years. Yeah. So it's it all it all varies in, in departments and and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So yeah. So describe that a little bit. I mean, 2020 was was obviously like a big shift um, in public trust for law enforcement. Um, obviously, we had you know George Floyd incident, um, Black Lives Matter movement. What was what was Describe the change in the atmosphere in your department uh, going through all that. Um, I can tell you right now, and I, you know, uh, I, I think this is from my personal opinion, um, but I think our, our, our area and our, our, our department was actually blindsided by everything mm -hmm. um, in the reaction to the George Floyd incident. Um, and I can't say that it was like a tinderbox or anything like that, but it, you could tell that that just kicked off a lot of... Uh, a lot of not uprising, but a lot of debate mm -hmm. and uh, a, a lot of um, uncertainty in the trust of law enforcement. So um, I remember that uh, you know, right after it, we we had a, a protest. Well, we had a gathering that was scheduled, and it turned into a protest, and it turned into a march. Mm -hmm. And uh, it it almost turned into not. I wouldn't say it didn't turn into a riot, but it was it was like you could see that tension was there mm -hmm. and as an agency f looking back here we are with two and a half two years from it um it's something we've had to adapt to and something mm -hmm. we've had to adjust to and um i think there's a lot of other agencies out there that also saw the same thing and um it's just uh, it's, it was an eye-opener you know yeah uh, you know the, the george floyd incident should not have happened without mm -hmm. a doubt yeah that guy should be in jail without that's my personal opinion yeah. um that should not have happened at all uh none of us are trained to, to do what he did and he just uh, decided to do that that's that's on him um but um it, it, obviously that incident alone was enough just it was like uh, it just kicked off a, a, a lot of uncertainty in law enforcement uh, you know in conjunction with some other incidents and like i said the public want to get more uh, they want to be more involved and you know they see an incident that possibly could be the same type of scenario as george floyd and it just keeps on keeps on rising and it keeps the flames going to that fire and and um, you know that's where our agencies and a lot of law enforcement agencies need to start being more transparent and and mm -hmm. 
but at the same time, I think our communities need to understand the type of training that law enforcement also get. Mm. Um, you know, tunnel vision. A lot of people don't know what tunnel vision is. I mean, mm. uh, it, it, in certain scenarios, adrenaline rush. I mean, that that happens, and I get it. It's very hard to control sometimes. You know uh, what you might be going through at that moment and that that instinct and. As a member of the public, you've probably never been put in this, into a situation where you have to make a split-second decision that could save or, or take a life. So I think there needs to be also some type of understanding on the public side mm. as to how law enforcement works. But at the same time, law enforcement also need, needs to be very transparent and, and allow the public to come in and see how it is. And, like and educate them, yeah. show them. And I've seen that yeah. already with, with citizen academies and bringing people in. Hey, we'll show you how we operate. we show you how we train. And you know, I think that's that's important. And I think just the public need to understand that, at, though, at the same time. Hmm. You know, as not just going and doing it, but understanding it. Yeah. So, you know, and they... Um, they uh, canceled Live PD, I yeah. think, right? Yeah. Um, cops, they canceled. I think they're bringing it back, though. Cops is already back. Yeah, yeah, it's back. Yeah, it's on Fox Nation, I think it is. Something, something. like that, yeah. 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 Um, yeah, one of the... Maybe one of the interesting things they could do through that show is, is do what you're, you're saying. You're you right. Because a lot of... Almost all that show is just like ride along, right? Right. It's like ride along. Uh, it's, the, it's the action. You yeah. Know, let's show you the, the ten minutes of action that mm-hmm. they, they got into at that moment. Yeah. 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 So maybe right. maybe every other episode there, or maybe there's like a segment every episode where they talk about you know the yeah. behind the scenes of like what it takes to become a cop. Yeah. You know. And, oh, you're right. And that could also just regain some of the public trust, but and all and also just maybe from a recruiting standpoint get more people interested in laws in law no 100% yeah so did you i mean i know you're not a part of like the recruiting side of you know your department but did you notice less interest in in like positions being filled yeah absolutely applicants I, during not that on, time not only did i see less interest i also saw a lot of a lot of guys actually just retiring or resigning from their positions mm. so it actually made our like i can speak for our agency it actually made our agency very short short staffed yeah to where we had to make adjustments so we could have the appropriate staff and you know day in and day out um but uh yeah 2020 was a very very big year in law enforcement um um to to adapt and uh, to change. Did, it, and, did uh, you question whether or not you wanted to still be a part of that i did i'll be honest with you i did mm-hmm. And um, it was it was more like, is this that turning point to where we law enforcement is going to be different? I mean, mm-hmm. it, it, it's, it, but at the same time, I also thought, no, guys like, and I don't want to pat myself on the back, but guys like myself and some other veteran guys need to stay on so we can teach the younger mm-hmm. guys, yeah. you know, hey. You know, it's okay to do it this way. It's okay to do this and, yeah. and whatnot. You don't have to do it a you know, certain way. You know, we have our policies and we have our procedures, but there's other ways that you can also, you know, satisfy the public, you know, yeah. and, and whatnot. So, well, I applaud you for doing that because I think um, there there's a there's a bit of me that's judgmental on people who just want to throw their hands up and quit when <laughs> it's when you know things start to get a little more difficult or things change because. Um, ultimately, you know, I, I think you you signed up for all the right reasons, right? Which right. is like to help the public yep. and you know defend the law and do that. And you know, if if people just give up, um, you know, how are we going to be a force of good change and and, mm-hmm. and move forward? You know, it's like um, 
oh, I'm I'm leaving, you know, because uh, things are just terrible here. Like, you know, yeah. like a lot of people left California because it's, right. you know, all the things happening. It's like, well, there should be California. some people that want to stay to help make it better. You yeah. know, if everybody yeah. just leaves, right. yeah. you're just... I mean, they're, you're going to leave them all helpless, and and nobody's going to be around to be the the force of of, of change that yeah. needs to happen. That's required to make everybody's lives better. So, yeah. Um, thanks for sticking it out. Yeah, I appreciate. No, it. no. I can imagine it's, being, th- you know, uh, yeah, twenty eight years in at that at that moment, uh, being used to the way things are and yeah. not wanting to have to, you know, change anything. And, right. And um, you know, I think it takes a real real big person to uh, rise to the occasion. Uh, I appreciate that and uh, yeah. and and deal with it, take it on the chin, wh- whatever that means, you know. Yeah. So I got you. Um, what uh, did you think? Did you think this boiling tension was inevitable uh, at, at some point? You know, um, and it's it's almost like um, a bubble waiting to burst. Um, and and this was like the camp, the straw that broke the camel's back type of incident. I. I- I, I I don't know. I don't know if I can answer that because it's it, if you go back to the Los Angeles riots, mm-hmm. I mean, with the acquittal of the four officers, which to this day still blew my mind as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, that and the that, uh, the that, whole uh, uh, OJ thing. Yeah. It's yeah. Just like what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like it's like it, it's like before that, what what were, what were the latest riots about you know injustice and everything? It was what nineteen sixties, what the, the the Watts riots and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I'm just using L.A. as an example. Right. So it's like, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I think it, it took this one incident, you know, with George Floyd, to where it was. Um, maybe it was just a, you know that 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 fueled the fire that that mm-hmm. just kicked off everything or maybe it was just I, I i don't know i can't answer that yeah well you you, you, had, you had earlier stated um that it was it came as kind of a shock to your department i mean i yeah i think it's like department to department i i, I think we're doing a disservice by generalizing that and, and this is a part of the issue i think with the criticism to law enforcement is like just because that one incident happened and and as bad as it was, yeah, it is. And that guy belongs in jail, but you can't just generalize and, and make a blank blanket statement that all law enforcement acts this way. Exactly. So it's a, it's a, it's a case by case basis. Yeah. And you know, they're just like any industry. There's a lot of good guys and, and there's mm-hmm. some bad actors. Absolutely. Uh, and so um, I'm, somewhat familiar with your department you know your your agency and and i don't i mean i i've never heard of any you know strong yeah. incident or criticism to that yeah uh, and and so i can imagine like you're on the you're on that perspective of like holy shit like i thought we were doing a great job here right why is everybody so critical all of a sudden right you know and and that's and I, i'll tell you right now um when i was uh assigned to assist with our crowd control at that time about that protest i mentioned yeah that actually crossed my mind it's like i thought we were doing fine down here you know but it seems like like so we're the good it was, guys it was like law enforcement in general it was like and I don't. War is a very bad word to use, but it's like it's, it's like there was a war all of a sudden on law enforcement and cops, and it was like, what what did we do? You know, one guy up there made a bad decision and decided to take a life. Mm-hmm. You know, or, or whatever happened with that is like, it's like that's on that's on them, but yeah. that doesn't represent 
you know, all of the other guys who were standing right next to me or all the other women who were standing right behind me or next to me. It's just, it didn't make any sense at all. Yeah. And, um, but um, I, I understand where the, the public in general, not just in our community, but in general, you know, wanted answers and, mm-hmm. and, and whatever. And that, that, that was a, that was a, obviously a clear cut case of, of where they wanted the answers. And, you know, the media, obviously, you know, they, they, they have their, they have their yeah. part of it as well. They, but, uh, um, did a fantastic job of <laughs> rallying everybody up as yeah. they always. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, so it didn't help the cause, but it, no. it, it, uh, it just, it, it's, you know, we would get the, as a law enforcement member, I know that our, our, any agency, my agency for a fact, when, when we are able to give you that information, we will give you that information. We just can't do it right at that moment that you want it because there is an investigation that needs to be done, you know, on the, for the, for the benefit of the family that might be involved or the officer that might be involved. So yeah, I think people forget that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and it goes with any other serious incident that might occur, you know, whether it be a homicide investigation, whatever. Everybody wants answers, but everybody will get answers. And I'll use the, the recent Idaho, um, you know, mm. um, the uh, unfortunate murders that happened. Um, I thought that was uh, and very preliminary. I haven't looked at the cases or anything, but from what I've seen on the media, I thought it was handled very professionally. Mm. And a lot of people wanted answers and a lot of people criticized the agency for not giving, but not not giving those answers, they have an investigation that they need to do for the families of the victims, mm-hmm. and as as well as locating that suspect. And yeah. it sounded like they had tabs on that suspect, and they knew exactly who they were going for. And I thought that was a phenomenal job. There was no leaks, there was no information given yeah. out, and they did their job. And yeah, that's like one of the things that like everybody has to realize is if you don't want to show your cards, right. Like too early because yeah. like there's there's a guy he's lawyering up yeah now lawyer is looking at everything <laughs> oh, you yeah. know like <laughs> oh yeah this is a game of poker yeah. in the in the justice system unfortunately yeah uh so yeah no it, that's um well now that we've gotten the 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 uh, tough conversation out of the way yeah. uh, do cops like donuts lay it on me do, do oh, cops I, actually I like donuts before we came on here yeah, give me a glazed donut all day long yeah I, I heard him say that we were talking earlier and he said something oh I went to Dunkin Donuts yeah. I was like oh, of yeah. course you did yeah of course, of course I did yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, 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 yeah. damn yeah. <laughs> uh, that's so funny um, <laughs> you ever watch Fluffy the uh, Gabriel Iglesias uh, comedy no he has a not. great bit on uh cops and donuts it's i don't want to butcher it so i won't i <laughs> uh, get it but um yeah uh sometimes i'll see like tiktok videos uh and it's like these lawyers and um they'll like often give like little tidbits of advice and and one of the things i always hear from them is like if you get pulled over in trouble with the cops the first thing you should do is shut the fuck up so from your perspective do you think people should shut the fuck up to a to a point i mean if don't shut the fuck up to where if i'm asking you a question don't <laughs> give me silence i mean help me out here you know yeah, yeah, yeah. um but uh just just understand i think people need to understand that you know we're asking certain questions because we need to ask these questions mm-hmm. or you know whether it be a traffic stop you know hey why are we going so fast if you go into the hospital personally go 
you know, I can I completely understand. You yeah. know, uh, there are other cops out there that would be more like, uh, you know, well, you shouldn't be going that fast because I don't go that fast. Whatever. Hey, we're all human. We if we know that hospital is gonna, you know, get us better or get, you know, that's what we need to get to, then go for it. Yeah. You know, um, but um, when it comes to your question, um, everybody, you know. Uh, I respect everybody's rights. That's that's. I'll even you know. I'll even go the extra mile and, and tell her, hey, you you know, you don't have to tell me that you know. Mm-hmm. You don't have to give me this information if you don't want to, you know. Uh, but it's 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 completely uh, it's completely up to uh, the scenario, I guess you could say, whatever yeah. it might be. Traffic stop. Uh, it's it's common. I you you'll be surprised how many people say, hey, I am so sorry. You know, every time I walk up to to a car, hey. I got you doing, you know, I got you rolling the stop sign or I got you speeding, you know, 20 over and whatever. It's like, I'm so sorry. And there might be a reason for it, you know. Yeah. Personally, I, you know, I, again, maybe it's because I'm seasoned, uh, you know, I speed. I'm going to be straight up honest on, on this yeah. podcast and say I speed all the Mild time. Mild speeds. You know, so hard. all speed. I never yeah. had a ticket, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, I could probably change that. Touché. Yeah, 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 yeah. Watch it. Watch it, because he's watching you. Yeah. I know. All right. I had to sneak out the back after yeah. this. <laughs> um, yeah, that's interesting. I, 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 um, is there like is there a certain uh, requirement from like the public to answer? Like, there's probably certain questions that they if, during a traffic stop they had to produce. Like, what driver's yeah, license? Yeah, so so normally we ask for that. license, driver, uh, license registration for the vehicle, and yeah. any insurance information. Those are required. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, you got to give that up. Yeah, you yeah. know, because otherwise you could be facing in Florida, you could be facing the obstruction charge. You yeah. know, um, it just it's 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 just one of those things. You got to do it. Could could somebody just like not say anything and give it to you? Oh, absolutely. I've had that yeah. happen before. Yeah, not yeah. say a word and just hand yeah. me all the required information. Mm-hmm. That's fine. I, I respect that. If you don't want to talk to me, okay, that's fine. But I'll at le- least let you know why I'm stopping you and what what the process is going to uh, was yeah. is going to go from here. So, you know, but that's fine. You know? Well, yeah. the, uh, what about um I know <clears throat> or at least I've seen on TV, I've heard for instance if an officer wants to give a a breathalyzer test or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Someone can refuse to do it. Yes. But you can then bring them to jail or something. Yeah. Right? yeah. Or what, so in Florida, it's a little different. I mean, some states allow you an officer to actually do a roadside sobriety, and I really can't speak much for that because I don't know the entities of of, of that law. But in Florida, um, if we suspect somebody of DUI, you know, we. There's certain things that we have to take into consideration: their driving habits, you know, their 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 body, their physical uh, abilities. Um, we might ask them to do a field sobriety test, uh, which you can refuse. Um, but if we if you still refuse, we can still make the arrest based on what we also already have have observed. Yeah. And once we do make that arrest, then we can give you an option to do a breathalyzer, where we would transport you to a a specific facility where that has an actual um, you know, uh, certified breathalyzer that is uh, the, that can be shown in court and whatnot. Again, you still can refuse to do that, but it is also another criminal charge. Mm. So, yeah, yeah, DUI is a big thing, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah. So, don't drink and drive, <laughs> yeah. folks. Don't Definitely do not. it. It's not worth it. No, not worth it. I when I first started my job, uh, actually a couple years into my job, there's a there's a this is the first time I ever experienced this, but there was a uh, fellow I won't name any names, but uh, and he doesn't work for us anymore. So maybe I could. No, um, I won't. Uh, he he had like a couple DUIs. Oh. And uh, 
he was at the point where he could drive now, but yeah. he had to blow into the tube oh, yeah. and all that. Yeah. So I remember yeah. him. He it was blizzarding out. It was like a two feet of snow had already fallen. I was at work, and two feet of snow had already fallen. It was insane. The most snow I've ever seen in my life. And at the time, I was still driving my Dodge Avenger. Which is like <laughs> yeah, a, I remember that car. Yep. Front wheel drive, yep. you know, four <laughs> yeah, door yep. sedan. Oh yeah. There's no way I was getting out of there. Yeah. So he's like, "You want me? You want me to give you a ride?" Because he lived in my apartment <laughs> yeah. complex. Sure. He had, a, I think, he had like a Bronco or something, like okay. an old, or maybe it was a Suburban or something. It was decked out. It was lifted and all yeah. that. So oh, I get yeah. in his car. <sighs> <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> and we ripped ass through the snow, got home, no problem. But I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, I, I, I've heard about these things. I've never actually uh, seen them in action. Uh, yeah. Folks, yeah. you don't want to be blown through a tube to start no, your car. That's no. And think in Florida, actually, it's like every like 10 minutes, it makes you blow again. Really? Like, so you could be at a red wow. light, and you have to blow uh, again into the into the, the, the mechanism. So, yeah. No shit. Yeah. Make sure you're yeah. not drinking and driving. Oh, yeah. Uh it's funny you say Bronco because I just saw this video the other day that apparently, I think it was the Bronco, the, the new latest uh, model that they're coming out with for next year or whatever, mm. has uh, DUI detection. What? In, in the car. Holy cow. Yeah. So it's not like you've had a DUI and you have to have this in here. It's like in the car and somehow it can tell if you're under the influence and oh, it won't let oh, you wow. drive it. I'm not buying that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying I drive yeah, under the influence, yeah. but... But what if your passengers are drinking, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, come on. Being too loud. It'd be funny if I'm, like, totally sober. Yeah. And it's like, you are drunk. Yeah. I'm Shit. Not. <laughs> Why are you being so judgy? Yeah. <laughs> like, Miles, get out. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. That's, that's hilarious. That My Tesla has a camera that faces you. Okay. Um, and I always wonder, like, is it, like doing something under the radar to like because yeah. like if you engage autopilot you have to tug on it, it measures the the force on the wheel right uh to make sure that you still have your hands on the wheel because that's a requirement in order to use it and so i've noticed that if like i have autopilot engaged and i'll still even have my hands and my one hand on the wheel and that's sufficient it doesn't need you know two. it just it measures the like the the kind of like the toggle of it. In fact, it'll be like if it doesn't f- sense it, it'll be like uh, toggle the wheel, and you you kind of have to like move it up and yeah, down a little yeah. bit, and it goes away. The notification. I noticed like it, normally it will only ask you that. I don't know, maybe like a minute in, if you don't have your hands on the wheel. But if I had my hand on the wheel and I had my phone out for some reason, I don't do this often, but right. maybe I'll like yeah, check yeah, my yeah. phone real yeah. quick. It will like ask me to toggle the wheel f- like a little quicker. So I'm like, are you watching me? Yeah. Are you watching me? Yeah, yeah. You see that? Totally on my phone are now? you watching? Yeah, Elon. <laughs> cool it, buddy. He has yeah. a TV in his house. <laughs> yeah. He's constantly yeah. slipping yeah. The- He's oh, got yeah. a little button, red button. Yeah. It's like, eh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Eh. yeah. Um, that's interesting. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the weird things they're putting in cars, right? The weird know, things right? they're putting in cars. Now they're just controlling your entire car. Yeah. You have a subscription the for subscription. everything. Subscription. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Uh Tesla does that, but it's for like uh it's for wireless uh over the air stuff. So like if yeah. you want every card. Which like I, yeah, I think that's a normal thing. But like BMW now, 
I think in their latest new higher end models, if you want heated seats to be turned like feet, it's built into the standard model, the heated right. seats. Right. But if you want to be able to use that feature, you yeah. have to like pay like a, a monthly oh, yeah. fee. Yeah. Fuck. Oh wow. That. Yeah. No. <laughs> That's all I have to say about no. that. No, Give I'm me not a heated seat and I'll be happy, but yeah. I want to buy the car and everything that's already in it, yeah. let me use yep. right out of the box. And yeah. I don't want to pay f- I don't want to pay extra for it. Yeah. But Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. Um so so Florida uh l- uh drug law is a little different. Oh yeah. So thirty oh, yeah. years. There we go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're moving out to a state <laughs> yep. where uh not only is marijuana recreationally legal and you can buy it but it's often celebrated as a in a culture cultural sense yeah what how is that what what's that like like going from basically you know not putting away people uh for having it but but you know uh you're you've been busting people for marijuana for almost your entire career yep what what how do you think that's going to feel like well, going to a I, state I'll be honest where with you, i mean florida is starting to take the steps to i think that colorado has been taken yeah. i mean it's already medical medicinal marijuana and whatnot so kind of got that those laws and you know uh pretty much down pat yeah you know but when it be it's a matter I, I i tell people when i come across people who have marijuana and again i'm very you know very um personally it's more like hey listen it's a matter of time before it all becomes legal but in the meantime, yeah. we got certain laws we got to abide yeah. by. I'm just you know? doing my job. Yeah, that's your job. That's it. I'm just doing yeah. my job. So, yeah. I, I, if you really need it that bad, there's there's avenues for you to go and take mm-hmm. and get that license. And I respect that all day long. You know, as as well any other law enforcement officer. Um, but um, you know, it, it's when you abuse that that opportunity. I think it's that's that's like you know, come on, we're giving you the avenue to take if you really want to have marijuana medicinally wise, you know, for whatever purpose you might need it for, smoke it in your house. Yeah. Go ahead, you know, that's yeah. fine. You know, don't do it in your car, don't do it in public place, or right? But now, like you said, moving to Colorado where it's recreational, you know, what that, that that's just something as a as a not only as a person but as a law enforcement officer, you just have to accept it. Yeah. You know, it's that's the law that's signed in, in the into into uh, you know. Well, you were telling me like, that you had uh, like a this thick book of the Colorado. No, no, uh, it was like a a book that you're having to read yeah. up on Colorado yeah. statutes. So, uh, yeah, and I gotta actually, and stuff like I gotta that. go from a book that's about that thick <laughs> to a book that's probably about that thick, Colorado <laughs> law. So yeah, it's 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 gonna be the a bridge version. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, w- I was telling you earlier this week, uh, Colorado has some pretty loose gun laws. Yes. It's very gun-friendly. Yeah. Uh, which is weird because Colorado, um, re- uh, uh, for a while now, is, is considered a blue state, but the majority of the state, square footage-wise, is still red. In fact, the the district I live in is a red district. See, I did not know that. Yeah. 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 And a lot of uh, what makes... Colorado, a blue state, is <clears throat> the Denver, basically. Yeah, and, you know, it's the most yeah. populous city mm-hmm. in Colorado, and so that's where all, you know m- most of the voters come come from. Um, so, but outside of Col- uh, Denver and uh, Boulder, um, you know, it's very much like yeah. uh, these are my guns; don't touch them. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, you know, right. Yeah. Have you ever watched the uh, Netflix show The Ranch? No, I have not. It's got Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> Uh, he's, it's actually funny enough. The premise is 
there's a ranch in Gunnison, Colorado, which is like a cattle ranch uh, town uh, in southern Colorado. And uh, this uh, Ashton Kutcher, the son of the uh, rancher, yeah, moves yeah. home. Yeah. He's a washout FSU QB no. superstar. Really? No. Yes. So in the oh, show, he actually wears seminal hats and stuff. Oh, my in the God. Show. It's, it's an okay show. I, it's a sitcom, so okay. there's a laugh track okay. and all that. The Ranch? It, it's called The Ranch. Okay, yeah, yeah I got to check it out. But, uh, but it was like I, I watched it when I – shortly after I moved here and it showed me a different side of Colorado. Cause all I knew was like Denver and all yeah. that, which is like, you know, metropolitan city and, you know, uh, a younger crowd. But, um, I got to witness, you know, uh, a different side of Colorado, which is like, and, and this is obviously Hollywood's take on it, but like people don't understand Colorado's very rural, lot, yeah. mostly rural cities yep. or towns. You know, you've got like you know, all the way down to Pueblo, all the way up to like the border of Wyoming. Yeah. Everything basically out it's west. Cowboy country. It's cowboy yeah. country. <laughs> that's cattle country. Yep. That's farms. That's this. That's that. Yeah. Um. So it it very is is a very uh divided politically uh in, in that way. So yeah. it's it's interesting. I mean, yeah. um, well, not only that, I think even a lot of the blue voters uh still support. Mm-hmm. Um, having the looser gun laws, yeah, the freedoms, mm-hmm. and, and Be- just yeah, because yeah. of the the culture in, yeah. in in that in the state, yeah, yeah. You know? it, it, Being, not- having one big city that yeah. as of, of Denver, uh, where most of those voters are, but a lot of them living in other parts of Colorado too, you don't have as many people having that same feeling about the inner city, like right. gun violence, right? Right. But that's the problem. When there is an actual, you know, we have an unfortunate, we have these active shooter scenarios or incidents that happen, you know, that's when all the, the uproar comes up. But at the same time, though, everybody likes having those gun laws, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, well, yeah. what do you do here? Yeah. You know? And so. Yeah. I'm, I've always been pretty pro uh, um, gun, gun, was it the Second Amendment? Yeah. Yeah, Second Amendment. Yeah. Um, I'm very pro Second Amendment, but you know, I, I totally, I can totally sympathize with people who, um, you know, have have those unfortunate incidents. You know, mm-hmm. school shoot. I mean, Colorado yeah. is no stranger to the yeah. mass shootings. Yeah. I mean, we have basic. We're like on on one you know, every year, pretty much. Yeah, it, it's 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 unfortunate. It happens. Yeah. Um, I was I was in Boulder today, and you know, they, yeah. they had a memorial for for the officer who was killed last or uh, was last year, I think it was. Yeah, King uh, Supers. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So. It, uh, yeah, you're right, Colorado. I drove by Columbine today, so mm-hmm. it's like, you know, it's it's unfortunate, you know. Uh, yeah. It's it happens. Yeah, I mean, and I still go to the movie theater where they, yeah, the the Dark Aurora. Knight uh, shooting happened. Yeah, and the unfortunate scenarios that unfolded there. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so yeah, it's it's weird. It's weird. Um, with it's like a it's it's a part of like. Colorado's history and we yeah. like live it and we you know Janie's had uh, in in her like uh target uh, uh past life had to deal with uh victims yeah that actually they worked for her target yeah uh from from that scenario. we talked about that yeah. today it's yep. it's crazy um yeah. but you know that's it's unfortunate. I think it speaks more to the mental health crisis that we're having, and mm-hmm. it all call all d- different types of crises in, in that realm. Yep. Uh, which leads me to think about um, fentanyl, the fentanyl crisis. Oh yeah. Now, have you in in Florida specifically seen um, that 
that crisis kind of bleed into the community? Absolutely, I have. Yeah. I just did CPR on a guy two, three weeks ago. Really? Uh, that unfortunately passed away oh. um, because of a fentanyl overdose. And wow. it's just, uh, it's, it's, uh, you, you see it almost daily. Uh, you know, whether on a traffic stop and you search that vehicle, you find fentanyl. Really? You know? Yeah, it's 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 common these days. Oh, I, which is super dangerous for it, you guys it is. too, right? It, well, it is. We've had numerous officers, not in our agency, but numerous officers around the country that have passed out by searching. We, yeah. I, I tell my guys when we we do a search, and I want two of you, one of you standing by while the other one searches, and whoever standing by has that Narcan ready to go. Yeah. You just, you know, God bless Narcan because that's, that's the, that's, that's, that's like a huge, you know, cure for immediate overdose, yeah. which will benefit us. It might not benefit the actual, you know, the, the drug abuser who's, who's been on taking heroin, cut with fentanyl, you know, for, for a long time or whatever, but at least it might save a law enforcement officer who's trying to just do, do their job and get this drug off the street. Yeah. What's you know? causing that to happen? Is it something breaks open and it gets in the air? No, or? so it's, it's like it can, mostly what we're seeing, and it's actually starting to become more like in a, in a powder form, or I'm sorry, in a pill form now. But it, mostly in a powder form, uh, and it's being cut with like heroin, cocaine. Um, it's even being sprinkled on marijuana. It, it's just it's it's so deadly. Um, it, 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 it's I, like I, I've seen uh, comparisons of like the it was like the amount of cocaine that will kill you. Yep. The amount of heroin that will kill you, kill you, and the amount of fentanyl will kill you. The amount of fentanyl c- compared to all those those other drugs I stated was sprinkles yeah barely anything yeah. it was incredible like the amount that will kill you it's yeah. it's it's unfathomable yeah. you, you so can't it makes believe it, it cheap right because you don't need that much of it to get high from it yeah yeah is I guess that you why say that. is that why people yeah. are using it yeah it's it's just so addictive mm-hmm. uh it's it's i i don't know anybody who takes fentanyl straight up but i mean uh yeah because it's using the medical world as well yeah um but um the majority of times that i've seen it and dealt with it it's it's mostly been cut with something else it's used as a cutting agent with something yeah. else punch punch up the and, and, yeah and just the, give that extra and boost. those people who usually where you've got founded on them or whatever they know that it's been yeah, cut with it yeah, I, I i've actually had been involved in some investigations where we've seen text messages saying hey be careful it's cut with that you know no shit and they still do it and they tell, yeah it says uh, hey they, yeah be careful with that be careful it's, with yeah, that. Yeah, I've actually seen that? text messages uh, where crazy. drug dealers have told their, you know, their junkies, "Be careful with this." It's because yeah. they need the business, they right? Yeah. So they oh, need they them to come back, and they, they the junkies care. don't care because they yeah. want to get high. Yeah, they wow. want to get high. Yeah. that state of mind is dangerous. Yeah. State of mind yeah. to be in. Um, and yeah, to your point, thank God for Narcan. I mean, yeah. like that. Somebody was telling me the other day that um, how it works basically is it like you inject it. And it will like block the effects of the specific drug for like forty five minutes, which gives you like gives a, you enough, enough time window to get to, get, yeah. to a. We have the, the nostril ones. We just squirt it in into. Okay. it's amazing how it works. You just squirt it into a nostril, and it, it's it's like yeah. a small little dosage, and it's enough just to possibly bring somebody back and i've seen people come back and they actually come back swinging some people come back oh, just shit. groggy yeah some people but it, uh, the, the biggest thing is we just need them to come back yeah come need them come back line you know give and enough like, time to get them yeah, to the get hospital them in ambulance and get yeah. them to the hospital yeah and if you do it and if you inject it and you you're not on anything it does it doesn't nothing it doesn't yeah yeah, yeah it's 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 almost harmless yeah. to you if yeah. you take it yeah but it's 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 but if you're overdosing on something it, it should 
from from what I recall, it should be it should be bringing you back with with without any issues. Yeah. So so what is is fentanyl more like a opioid or yeah. is it more like yeah. cocaine meth kind of? No, thing? it's more okay. like an opioid. So type, if people yeah. are taking it and they're just kind of just like yeah, bummed down. Yeah, not really doing anything, no. acting weird. No. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate, but it's it's out there, and it's just I I it's almost you know crack. Back in the 80s, you know, cocaine, that was always big. Now it's fentanyl, you know. Heroin was there for a while, to be honest with you. Um, we, we were dealing with that quite a bit. But now it's just that fentanyl. And it, it, I'll be honest with you, it's scary. Yeah. It really is. You know, you just don't know when it's going to hit you. Or, or if you're searching a car, if you're searching a person, mm-hmm. you know. They might be immune to it almost, you know, because they've been taking it for so wow. long in small doses. But me, who, who who's never taken it. You know, one whiff or one, you know, the the wind blows the wrong direction, bam, yeah. it, it yeah. could knock you out. You know, yeah, I've seen crazy. I've seen videos of like officers like flatlining basically yeah. after like touching it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's incredibly yeah. potent. It's and this unreal. stuff is this stuff is made in a lab, right? It's it's not like someone's growing. I believe in, it in, is. In, yeah, in I think you're correct it. on that. Yeah. So it it, like it was developed for. For the pharmaceutical industry, yes. right? Yeah, that's why yeah. you see. I think it's like Johnson and Johnson is. Uh, they just got levied an incredible amount of uh, fines. Uh, I think they're they're just now handing down basic um, consequences for the the fentanyl crisis. I think it's Johnson and Johnson's one of them that they've really hammered down on but yeah because it's coming from somewhere it's coming from labs somewhere right yeah it's yeah it, it, is it, it like is. there's these guys it's not like it in their flower it's not like in the plant yeah. right yeah, but but i mean are are there are there like uh you know some guy has a lab in his house and he's making it or is it is it not that kind of drug where you I actually think, need a sophisticated no i think you could i think you could pro- i think you could probably make it like a meth kind of thing yeah right? yeah yeah I think, yeah I think so, so yeah is it probably I, more like that where a lot of that's coming from I, or is it the corruption of these people working at I, I really, I don't know. I, to be honest with you, I really don't know how it's actually made. You know, it's like it, it could be a product of meth. I don't know, it, or or what. But it's it's. It, I definitely know it's not like from a plant. It's not like like I said, it's not a seed or something or anything mm-hmm. like that. But it's definitely it takes human interaction to to make such a deadly thing. And and uh, unfortunately, some people take advantage of that and they get it out there and in, into into the streets. And now we're dealing with the with the crisis. So yeah extremely yeah. addictive it is yes so deadly and wow. addictive so do they yeah. they use this stuff in hospitals and stuff so, so yeah from yeah. my understanding i yeah they use it management. yeah very small small doses because it's better than morphine yeah i think it's like a, yeah have. same in the same family as morphine yeah type okay. of thing I, again i could be wrong so because i'm just thinking right like before because fent- fentanyl came about not too long ago right yeah yeah and we had stuff to numb pain or right. main, manage pain before that, it's like, couldn't we just say, okay, no more developing fentanyl? Yeah. <laughs> right? It's, I mean, is that yeah, bad? Yeah, you got the underworld who, you know, they got to make their money <laughs> too. The, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Whether it be the cartels or whoever. I mean, the, so someone's going to make it. Somebody's going to make money off of it, yeah. The pharmaceutical industry has such a tight grip around, you know, policy and, you know, the FDA and all that. It's yeah. Like, you know, it's hard to, 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 you know, bring the hammer down on these guys. Yeah. Um, and, and finally it has. Uh, so I don't know. 
hopefully in the next five years we see it uh, an improvement. On I, that. I I hope so too. You know, like I said, with with crack and cocaine, it's still out there, but it's kind of leveled off a little bit, plateaued. Yeah. I guess you could say. Same with you know heroin. Again, I'm not saying that it's not a problem. It's all of them are, are problems, but hopefully something with the fentanyl crisis will will, will plateau as well. And, mm-hmm. and we can get some type of control over it. Um, if anybody uses those drugs, I'm not telling you not to use those drugs, yeah. but I'm what I am saying is test test the drugs. You can <laughs> you can test those drugs now. They oh, yeah? sell little kits on Amazon. Yeah, I heard it on a podcast. Make sure your stuff's not laced yeah. with yeah with yeah. with fentanyl. I yeah. think um, actually, uh, what was it? Washington, Oregon, somewhere up there is it the Give where it you can out. actually go and. Mm-hmm. Take the drug that you bought legally, mm-hmm. and there's medical staff nearby that yeah. they will. Yeah, that's good. I think, so. I think that's in Oregon. Yeah, yeah they yeah. have centers, yeah. right? You yeah. can go and actually. Yeah. Because most drugs are legalized in Oregon anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's got to be different, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think they have that. It's like, yeah. do you want to do your heroin? Yeah. Come, Come here, here and do it in You'll a be safe. safe. Yeah. We'll revive you. It's, you know? it's crazy. Don't die. Because yeah. it, it feels like you're enabling it, but it's like, what's the, the, the benefit, right? Yeah. Is, it, is it worse or is it better? I know. I guess yeah. we'll find out at yeah. some point. No, I yeah. think, I mean, I, I think that's why they did it is because they have studies that show that if you do provide these safe avenues, I mean, pe- users are going to use. Right. And so let's make sure that when, if you, they are using, that they're using it responsibly well, well, safely. Take this scenario, like abandoned babies. You know, they made these safe houses, like firehouses. You know, unfortunately, there's people out there who are abandoned a baby in a dumpster or whatever. And it's, it's, it's horrifying to hear that and say that. But at least if you give them a safe place to go to where they can leave a baby on a doorstep of a firehouse or you know or, or mm, whatnot yeah it's the same type of concept if you yes. think about it yeah you know it's like a mailbox drop yeah right yeah where they open up the, the door and yeah. they put them in and, and then sets up an alarm yeah, and, exactly, and everything yeah. like that so so when it comes to narcotics you know if, if we're gonna if you're gonna take illegal narcotics then you know we don't want you to die but yeah at least you have a place to go where if you do we can, might be able to revive you and bring you back, you know, yeah. and, and whatnot. So, I don't know. Like Miles was saying, it's it's, it's a it's a fifty fifty. You know, are you enabling people to do this or or what? So it's yeah. it's hard. It's hard to, to, to. Yeah, it's hard to say. Yeah. Um, I think I think um, it's probably net positive. Yeah, um, I think that's what the studies say. But you know, I think, and also where the studies being done, and it's like. You know, every every community is different, right? Yep. We're all we're all different, so yeah. It it you know could be a generalized statement. Yep. For sure, I agree. Um, what are you what are you most excited about in terms of moving out to Colorado? Oh yeah, what am I excited? Don't about? say hanging out with me because I already know that's your top answer. <laughs> Come on, look at this place. Man. Why would I not want to leave here? Come on. Um, now be honest with you. Florida, we got beaches, mm-hmm. we got Everglades, you know, uh, but we also got the heat, humidity, and the hurricanes, the three H's. <laughs> heat, humidity, hurricanes. I love that. So, you know, coming here to Colorado, you know, we were driving today and, uh, you know, just looking at the mountains and it was mm-hmm. like, you know, this weekend I want to go up into that mountain, you know, and it's like not deal with the heat, not deal with the humidity. Not yeah. deal with a hurricane, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, go exploring, and it just gives us more avenue 
for adventure, you know, there, there are so many other states to go by, so close to, you know, <clears throat> states that we might not have the opportunity to visit, such as, you know, the West Coast, mm. as opposed to Florida, you know, and, and uh, being on the East Coast. So it's, it's, it gives us a lot more opportunity. My wife and I, we, we just love traveling and, you know, you know, well, you know, we know that you guys do too. So it's, it's, that it, I think this move opens up a lot more avenues for us to actually fulfill that yeah. that goal and that that want, and uh, we look really forward. That, that's uh, I was talking to my wife the other night, um, driving back, uh, and uh, she even said, "I just can't wait for us to take the step," you know, and mm -hmm. and it's just going to open us up for for a lot more adventures. So that's that's what we're looking forward to. Yeah, yeah. the biggest move here. So there's so much around here. Yeah, I, I always thought of. Uh, I mean, Florida has great things on its own. It's a it's a cool state to live in, and especially if you like the beach, if you like yeah. fishing, if you like boating, snorkeling, Absolutely. whatever. Yeah. Um, but if you want to do anything outside of Florida to go to North Carolina into the mountains, it's a long drive. Yeah, it's a long six way. hours. The last I did it. Yeah, <laughs> just to get out of Florida yeah. into Georgia, right? Yeah, and then just it's to get like to Georgia. Yeah. There's not much in South Georgia. No, no, and you <laughs> so, want to keep going. Yeah, <laughs> so you got to go a long way. No offense to Georgia people out there. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I mean Georgia's got its own things. North North yeah. Georgia, beautiful. Yeah. Um, but here, yeah, I mean you have the state itself where you can drive to every corner yeah. within five hours. I love it. Yeah. Uh, then you have Utah, which is one of the most amazing states in the entire yeah. U.S. Yep. It is, yeah. Arizona, yeah. New Mexico. Yep. Not a lot of people think about New, uh, New Mexico or Arizona, yeah. but aside from the Grand Canyon being around there. But those states have some pretty awesome things, Absolutely too. Absolutely, do. So, There's so much history with those states as well. You know? For sure, yeah. You know, with, with New Mexico and, and, and Nevada, you know, with, the, you know, with the, uh, the atomic bomb, you know, in New Mexico and, mm -hmm. and you know, the, the alien uh, invasion <laughs> or whatever happened back in the 40s or Roswell yeah. or whatever. Just yeah. the small things that people forget yeah. about. Mm -hmm. It's just be intriguing to go and actually just, hey, let's go do that for one day, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, That'd be cool to do. So, yeah, yeah I mean, I like Moab you. is like six hour drive, six okay. and a half hour drive, and out there, it's that's in Utah. Uh, it is another planet. Yeah, oh, I heard it's absolutely beautiful yeah. out there. Oh, yeah. yeah, it is insane. You can go. We did. Um, Sarah and I did a, a road trip last year where we spent. I think it was a week or a week and a half. Mm -hmm. We drove because basically from here you can take um, I seventy. Yeah, all the way to Grand Junction, which is the pretty much the last city that you'll find in Colorado okay. before you get to the Utah border. Once you cross the Utah border, the first city that's there is going to be Moab, which is what we're talking about. Right. And I'll be honest, I was bougie and I did not drive that. I took a 45-minute <laughs> plane ride <laughs> okay. right. and yeah. flew into the world's right. smallest airport. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. You had like one TSA agent yeah. there. It was all right. insane. Well, good for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you can go there. It's got world-class <laughs> world off-roading. Arches National Park mm. is right there. It's one of the best national parks in the U.S. We rented oh, yeah. a Jeep Wrangler. Oh, yeah. And, oh, my God. I was I was terrified. It we were driving insane. on cliff, like, basically, like, right there. Was oh, like my God. 150 feet drop yeah. in this yeah. amazing river that bends around the, this, like, this somewhat canyon area, um, which is the name of the the state park, right? Or the Canyon national park. Lands. Canyon Lands, Canyon right? Lands National Canyon Park. Yeah, That's the other. There's okay. two national parks right there, yeah. All I right. think that one's the better one of the two, in my opinion. Yeah. But okay. Everybody loves the arches because of the of big, course. you know, yeah, the monuments. It's yeah. on their license yeah. plate. It's yeah, a, exactly. I remember back watching the old Wild West movies or the, the TV shows, and um, you know, 
uh, I remember in England, we only had four channels, you know, and, and that was one of the benefits coming to the United States. But as a kid, you know, was, you know, you had so many channels of TV over here. But in England, we had four channels. I remember the old 60s shows like the High Chaparral or, or Bonanza or whatever, <laughs> and the old West shows that were on. And you would see, you know, the 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 cliffs or the yeah the, like because a lot of them were filmed in Utah and, exactly totally. so it's like oh my god that is wow. so amazing and yeah. you know now knowing that we're so close to doing that and, and going to visit yeah. I can't wait you yeah know? you can yeah. see um the last time we were we went over to Zion which is a little bit uh, more west of that area so mm -hmm. basically southwest Zion and Bryce um we were we were over there and uh getting a little more into nevada there's a state park called red uh, uh valley of fire state park okay and in there there's actual and i'm sure other places in utah nevada and whatnot but there's actual um remnants like parts of buildings and stuff from some of the oh, sets that is so from cool. those from those shows or yeah. movies yeah oh yeah. no shit oh uh, wow that you can see it's yeah. crazy yeah we we visited a ghost town um we we did the drive from las vegas to california or mm -hmm. los angeles one time one year uh when we were out here visiting and we stopped at a, a, one of those old ghost towns i, I didn't want to leave i you know i love the cool. old wild west history uh, and uh it just it was like i just you, you, you actually took a step back in time yeah you know isn't joshua tree uh, uh can't you get the joshua tree from that drive from uh la to vegas or is that a little bit more south? Uh, it may be a little more. I mean, you might be able to. Um, yeah. I would, oh. It's it's probably almost equal distance between the two of them. Um, I can't mm. remember, but yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah. That's that's a really that's a really cool park as well. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, in Colorado, there's tons of ghost towns because they had a lot of mining so towns. Many. So yeah. Many, yeah. And so it's yeah. cool to go, especially if you kind of go uh, southwest of here towards okay. like Telluride. Yeah. Which is which, like most people know. Yeah. There's tons of little tiny towns up in there that like Silver Silverton is one of those towns where it's an actual town. You know, there's people still living there, but it's really small. It's really cool. But around there, you'll find ghost towns really yeah they'll oh, just yeah. be built like oh, yeah. you'll see random wooden buildings yep. yeah <laughs> it's yeah. crazy yeah. <laughs> it's just like those towns during the the gold boom rush yeah. you know there was just tons of like different settlements and towns set up with just like the the speculation and prospect of uh striking gold and and yeah and uh, you know for like 99% of those towns like nothing yep. ever came up with yeah. it we were in the last podcast we talked about uh, there's a uh, town in Colorado, which is notoriously named like the mo one of the most remote towns in Colorado. It's called Lake City. Okay, and it was a it was a booming gold rush town uh, during that era, and of course nobody found gold, nobody yeah. got rich. Yeah. You know, so the town basically like went down to like 400 people living there. Yeah, and I think today there's still maybe only 400 people living there. It's crazy. Yeah, it's like. What, what so they had fake news back then, then too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> a lot of grifters. Yeah. A lot of grifters. Yeah. Instead of um, uh, t tweeting and podcasting, they uh, they were um, on stagecoaches and yep. Yeah. Like, hey, yeah, if you yeah. come this way. Yeah. You pay me a little bit of coin. Yeah, I will it. point yep. in the right direction of some <laughs> great gold. Yeah. Like, uh, Hold on, let me Google this real quick. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like the first, like if you were smart enough, you'd be like, well, if you're telling me that, why? Where, what are you doing here telling me that? <laughs> yeah, Working right? for five 
five yeah. uh, cents. Why are uh, you not up there? Yeah, why well, are you? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. They should have known. Hmm. They should have known. It's like yeah. the, the, the ads on, on YouTube of the finance guys. Like, I forget uh, what's his name with real estate. It's like, let yeah. me teach you, you know, how to make money. And it's like, yeah. Five steps of money? being a self made millionaire <laughs> by 25. Yep. <laughs> Okay. Make videos like this. Yeah. So, okay. Do you know what uh, Amazon fulfillment is? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Whatever. Um, oh, yeah. No. It's it, Colorado for outdoor adventure. It's yeah. There's no better. There's there's a great couple places out here, but Denver is such a great place. It and it it doesn't hurt that we have such a big uh, hub for an airport. Right. So. Yep. You just hop That's over to the airport. You basically say. go yeah. anywhere in yeah, the United exactly. States. It's an non-stop. Yeah, yeah. An international airport. We have like n- more non-stop destinations than uh, I think 90, 95% of them. Uh, I think we were at one point, we might still be the yeah. third busiest airport in the world. Oh, I believe it. Yeah. Um, so if that doesn't tell you anything, I mean, yeah. it's it's... Yeah, that's one of the things. I mean, to be honest, th- there's other amazing places in the U.S. too, but... I'll, but a lot of those are probably most of those places aren't that close to a, a big airport right. like that. That's the and thing. it's, I mean, yeah, you could say, oh, well, I'll just stay home all the time and not travel. Yeah. For me personally, I travel a lot. Yeah. So it's not ideal to live somewhere that has a small regional yeah. airport. Yeah. Yeah, you know, this is no, it's, it's a huge draw. Nobody to likes in the layover. No, let's yeah. just be honest. Oh, yeah. It's horrible. Yeah, I got one tomorrow. Trust me. Already oh, planned. What are we gonna do? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Netflix. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yep. We can't all have our own private jets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, for for all the youngsters out there who are uh, looking into getting into law enforcement, yeah, what is uh? What is some advice that you can give them? All right. So if if they're on the fence about doing it, there is no greater feeling in the world than saving a life. So if that's what you want to do, this is definitely a field or a field for you to actually to get into because you will save lives no matter what. You might be the most laziest cop out there, but at some point in your career, you're going to save somebody's life, and there is no better feeling than that. So, but if you just want to do it just to be, hey, I'm a cop, you know, type thing, don't. Let the next guy who wants to do something and and benefit it. There's plenty of other jobs out there, but this is a job that you actually will be giving back to your community. In some way, shape, or form, you're going to be serving your community. It doesn't matter if you're going to be out there directing traffic one afternoon. You're, You're serving your community. You're helping people get home. You know, well, you're helping people in that crash that you might be directing traffic for. This is a this is a job and a career that you are definitely going to help people. And that's pretty much one of the biggest aspects of why I like doing it so much. You are helping people. You could also be helping people in your own line of work, whether you're training new officers who are coming in. You're helping them and guiding them and molding them into people who will help that community. So I... I love it. I've done this job for 30 years. I'm going to continue doing this job. Um, uh, I, I can tell you for years to come. So it's it's just one of those things that you just, once you take that step forward into doing it, you're going to love it. And, uh, and I, I highly recommend it. And uh, I hope that there's a lot more people that, that, that jump into this field because it is a, it's, it's almost self-rewarding that knowing you're driving home one night and you know that, 
yeah, that guy might be in the hospital, but he's alive tonight because of you, something you might have done. So it's it's no better feeling than than doing that. So highly recommend it. So for sure, highly recommend it. Yes. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you heard it there, folks. So then, if uh, so, let's say that that's what I'm looking for. Right. Um, maybe I'm in high school right now. Yeah. What should be my next step? So get to know. Um, just. Uh, it, I'm gonna be honest. If you're in high school, I'm gonna tell you right now: go to college. Yeah, I, we said this earlier. You know, get that out of the way first, because you will benefit more from that down the road uh, than than you might think of. If you hate schooling, I'm telling you right now: you know, bite your tongue and get that schooling done, uh, because it will benefit you big time when you do decide to make that jump. And I would recommend that. As I, I, I'm in, I'm into local government law enforcement. I'm, you know, in, in a community, uh, and and I give back to my community. But if you really, what, and I, I'm not knocking law enforcement in, in any way, shape, or form. But federal law enforcement is a lot different than local government law enforcement. So you get that degree, you can either stay in your community, go to another community, like which is what I'm looking at doing, and assist in that in that way, shape, or form. Or if you want to go to the federal government level. Um, which is is I'll be sure I'm honest is a goal of many law enforcement officers to get to the federal level. Um, it, you'll have that degree behind you that will get you there and propel you there. Mm-hmm. So that's so important, and uh, that's actually restricted me by not having a degree um, to go into the federal level, which is what what I would love to have done. So they're but usually more strict about they, requiring they, that. Degree. Without a doubt, they are more restrictive, and they are, they also have a certain age requirement as well for federal law enforcement. So um, if you're interested, again, get that law, get that degree, and then you can whether you you might enjoy it being a a law enforcement officer in your community. You know, I've I've enjoyed it thirty something years, and and it's going to continue. Um, but if you want to take it to the next level. You, and you go to the federal level, you have that that degree that will propel you to that level and then take you in many other adventures and, and paths uh, from that aspect. So uh, that would be my recommendation. So if you're in high school, get that degree. Please go get it out of the way. You will love me for saying it now. And, and if uh, uh, it's just one of those things. If uh, I got asked the other day, is there anything that you ever regretted in your life? Yeah, going to college after high school. Mm. That's that's my one of my biggest regrets in life, so uh, I highly recommend it. So, to imagine a going to school for something like criminology would be great, but does it actually really matter what degree you're getting? No, be, I I know a lot of uh, uh, law enforcement uh, members, some of who are supervisors and and in certain chain of commands, who go into get degrees in in business you know um who public safety uh not necessarily criminal justice because you know what at some point you just say you know what like we talked about earlier i'm done with this you want to go into another field or another career you know you have that degree behind you it's in something Mm -hmm. else you know Uh, so be open-minded when when you do go in and and want to get a degree go get something in in business related or health related or you know community uh, uh, computer uh, graphic design and something something you know yeah, great advice. something that's uh, that's just uh that allow you have possibly a second career choice down the road so now what about uh if uh 
uh, for those who want to join the military for four years, get out and then join law enforcement. Yeah, no. Would you I, encourage them to also get a college degree after that as well before they join? Or uh, yeah, I would recommend that anybody. Uh, I'm going to use my my agency um, for instance. It doesn't matter whether you have military background, hmm. thirty years of, of law enforcement experience. If you don't have that degree, you're not going to promote within further. Uh, for, at a, from a certain point, mm-hmm. so yes, my my answer to that question would be yes. Even though military, get that degree. I, from my understanding, I, I was never in the military, but from my understanding, if you're in the military, you get the GI Bill and you, mm-hmm. you can go to college and everything like that. You can still go and work for your for that whatever department you want to work for, mm-hmm. but you can also go to college at the same time. You know, so yeah. get that degree for sure. Does uh, being in the military give you any advantage? When you join, law I think it gives you it gives you a better understanding of it. As especially, you still have to go to an academy, no matter what. But you also you already have that discipline. You already have that regimented mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, that that so it yes, military. And I've seen it um, from a from a trainer standpoint. It's much easier to train somebody who's been disciplined and been regimented yeah. than it is somebody who's come in. For, you know, again, not knocking somebody who's who's just done a straight education and then come into law enforcement, mm-hmm. uh, but it's, it's it's so much easier yeah. with a military background than than they understand not. like things like chain of command yep. and things like that. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. sure it would be yeah. somewhat familiar yes. uh, to them. Yeah, yes, right. Yeah, and it's more understandable. Yeah. Hmm. So. Yeah. Yep. Interesting. Good advice. I think that. It may seem obvious to to maybe to you because you've you know you're you're in the field, but I definitely I think that that's really helpful for a lot of people because yeah. uh, I <clears throat> I know uh, when I was in high school I didn't really know <laughs> like what <laughs> no, what I should do for hey, a while. I remember when I was in high school I just wanted to be done with it. Yeah. You know? it was like all right, now I'm ready to go out into the into the world, but it's like well wait a minute, there's four years of school and additional school that I probably should have got. To help me go out into the world, so yeah. mm-hmm. you know, yeah, but um, yeah, it's uh, you know, we live and learn, I guess, you know, so, totally, yeah, yeah, uh, things change yeah. over time too, yeah. so it's like, yeah, maybe you didn't need a degree twenty years ago, maybe you need one now. You no, know, you're right, yeah, it's uh, but it's I yeah, think looking for the looking towards the future and taking the advice of the people who are in the field now, I think is is what the best you can do. Yep, I agree. Yeah, that wasn't a requirement when you first joined, right? No, not the uh, no to like move up and all that. The, like, the I'm sure college... you have superior officers uh, or commanding officers that don't have degrees. They well, they do now. They, they do now. Could, yes, um, but you there did was some previously. point. There was some point. I remember. I recall that there was some point where a supervisor, the supervisor level, did not need a college degree. Now it needs a college degree. Yeah. Um. So it's it's. Yeah, back, back, back. Oh, that was a while ago. Um, but some of the supervisors who have been promoted, who didn't, who, who were not to take advantage of the situation at the time, but they just were promoted without a degree at the time. Mm-hmm. They've actually been required to go and get their degree now to maintain oh. their 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 position or move further from that position. Wow, if that makes any sense. So yeah, that's how it's. It's changeable. like an ultimatum. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I guess you could say it that. Yeah, yeah. huh? Yeah. Like, hey, you're hey, already listen. in this position, but yeah, we need you to go get that four year degree. Or, well, they probably pay for it, right? Oh yeah. So well, yeah, I know our agency contributes, you know, somewhat to okay. it and, and and helps out. But yeah, you can. With the contribution that our agency gives, you can definitely 
um, get your degree without any problem at all. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. It, is there a lot of places like that? Really? Yeah. Yeah. I've where noticed. they just kind of give you a stipend. Yeah. For yeah, they give you like a semester, certain, like five thousand dollars, you know, for a semester or five thousand dollars a year or whatever it might yeah. be. Because some of us can't do three classes a semester, you know. Right. A lot of us can only do one or two at the time and, mm-hmm. and whatever. So and it's in their best interest, I'm, I'm assuming, yeah. to educate and uh, yeah. you know uh, rise up the existing uh, workforce that they have. Yep. And, and really kind of maintain that. Uh, the higher standard within the department. Yeah. Yeah. Cause <clears throat> I mean, I'm sure there's people out there that want to move to where you're at and have the degree or whatever. But yeah. I think there's something to having someone who's already in your community and um, promoting them up. Right. Mm-hmm. Versus just always importing people outside of the yeah. community who have those, yeah. those skills it can be or disheartening whatever. Right? As, a, as a, if I'm a member of an agency who's struggling or working to get to a certain point and you see members from the, uh, members of the public who are hired on and go directly to that position. Yeah. It's, it can be a, a, a gut punch. Yeah. Like, mm. you know, but because I don't, you know, or I don't have, or that person might not have that degree, but that person who comes in from the outside that has that degree what can you do? You know, yeah. that's just that's just the way things are these days, and you have to adjust to it and adapt to it. So yeah, you know. yeah. So there you have it. I think I hear a lot of mostly entrepreneurial people who have started their own businesses or whatever say that oh, college is a scam. Mm-hmm. You don't need a degree to make money. This and that, and it's true. You don't. You're obviously well off. There's a lot of other people who are well off who are super rich without having degrees. But I think in general, uh, unless you already have a business plan of what you want to do, it's if you have the opportunity to get to go and get a degree, it it makes sense. And it's also for a lot of people, uh, can be the best one of the best times in their lives, too. Absolutely, it can. Yeah. 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 And I think, I think it's important to note, too, like not, not only should you just go get a degree, but go get a degree that you think will, you know, um, assist in, in what you're looking to do. You know, it totally, you said business. I think that would be a great, yeah. you know, law enforcement is, a, is, it's not necessarily a, a revenue generating business, but, um, I think that the things, the discipline, the knowledge that you learn from things like a business degree will help you, you know, yep. cops do paperwork, Absolutely. uh, you know, they, there's internal, uh, systems and processes and, and yeah. hierarchy within the department that, you know, is not much different than a corporation, right. you know, there's through lines there. And I think there's a lot to learn, you know, um, I think, I think a lot of the criticism comes from some of the, um, lacklustered, uh, degrees that you could get nowadays at, at some, some of the colleges, but yeah. Especially yeah. if you're paying tons of money for it. Right. Yes. It doesn't yes. make exactly. sense to take out two hundred thousand dollars in loans yeah. Yeah. to to start out in a career that right. isn't gonna pay that right. off maybe ever. Yeah. yeah. Do your research for sure. Yeah. 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 Without know what doubt. you're getting into. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> One of the best classes I took actually was uh, it was for um, I, I, uh, again, I don't have a degree, but I took some college classes and one of them actually made me, it was for business, um, maybe do a business plan. Oh and yeah. It was actually 
here I am, a cop, you know, seasoned cop, 20-something years going on and, you know, on and on about arrest people and laws and stuff like that. And here I am asking me to put a business plan together. <laughs> it was actually, I actually enjoyed it. I'm going to be sure I'm honest with you. Yeah. And I created a, 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 an Asian uh, cuisine company and, and a restaurant and mm-hmm. uh you know what? What was the uh, the you know the uh, the menu and everything? It was just yeah. it was really cool to actually do something completely different than what my passion was. You know, yeah. and you know, it just took you out of that element for just a little bit and whatever. So I enjoyed that. It was a good class. Yeah, it's less about you know, it's less about the, what the the content is, is it, and it's more about the critical thinking yep. skills that you learn yeah. um, and, and doing, and doing those somewhat um, medial tasks, you know, that, that business plan thing sounds pretty cool though. Yeah. I'd be into that. Yeah. Um, I don't know, Miles, what kind of business would you create? Would I create? Yeah. I started, I created a business. I know you did, but that doesn't count. You have to pick something else. <laughs> oh, pick something new. Yeah. Okay. Um, if, I mean, here's the thing. I uh, became a software developer and I like doing it, but I hate doing it too much, <laughs> right? So I don't know if I would do something specifically with like software development yeah. or developing some app or something like that. I mean, yeah, whatever. But uh, I probably wouldn't go into like restaurants or anything like that because uh, especially you've said that's usually not a moneymaker. Pretty risky. Really, really risky. Um, I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't come out with any kind of product that competes in a in a market that's monopolized by companies mm. like food a lot yeah, of food I products say, right? i'm gonna start my own foot cream company but <laughs> yeah. foot cream. <laughs> i think that's already well established yeah and the, no ma- no makeup brands um yeah I don't, I don't i don't know that's the thing that's why i never started a business before was i never had an idea where i was like i will work on this 80 hours a week mm. and i'll do that for five years, yeah. So NFTs, you can start <laughs> your own <laughs> NFT company selling uh, foot cream <laughs> images, mostly just the before pictures. Yeah, he's NFTing those. Yeah, I, I think a marketing company probably. Yeah. Mm. It's, there's a lot of money in that. Yeah. Well, Tolo, thank you. Thanks for uh, being on. Thanks for joining us and oh. uh, answering uh, those questions. Um, I think. Uh, it's a long time coming. Yep. And uh, I, I see we all enjoyed our drinks, so that's good. I'm glad <laughs> it was a success. We didn't need our limes. We're going to get another round. Of yeah, this. exactly. Yeah. yeah. Please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bartenders on service. Yep. Um, thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for watching. As always, you can catch us on Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, TikTok, all those good stuff. OnlyFans. OnlyFans. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Check us out. Um, hit that subscribe button. Don't forget to like us. Um, catch the uh, audio drama original uh, series called Original Ken on Spotify. And also, if you want to catch up with Miles and Sarah, what they're up to, traveling, adventuring eyes on Instagram, adventuringeyes.com. And until next time, you'll find us here enjoying lovely cocktails at the lucky duck good night everybody